so like i know i mean even myself as a christian man i will oftentimes hear my wife suggest something and immediately dismiss it right and the 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 battle that i have to fight is and which i'm feeling as i'm getting older i'm starting to realize like my wife is probably smarter than i am and so <laughs> so like the benefit is saying like oh you know what i have I realize that, but once again, not to, no, I'm not trying to brag on myself at all, but this is me living in a relationship with Christ. The two examples that I want to bring up, which okay. I think are hard, which I think are welcome to biblical lenses, a podcast about viewing the world through the lenses of the Bible. We release a fresh podcast every week. Before we get started, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, three, two, one. I'm sorry, I burnt your toast. I divorced you, I divorced you, I divorced you. Oh, 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 <laughs> and we're talking about divorce. Um, um, we sure are. For those of you that are Bible scholars, I'm sure you just laughed at the little joke that we made. And for those of you that aren't, it's all right. You didn't miss right. out on that good of a joke. It wasn't <laughs> that great to begin with. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, welcome to Biblical Lenses. Like Nolan said, we are talking about divorce today. It's a touchy subject. Mm-hmm. Some of you that are listening are not married. Mm-hmm. Some are married and some were married. Yeah. And we're going to try to, besides that joke at the beginning, mm-hmm. we're going to try to t- talk about this from a respectful point of view. Very much so. Very yeah. much so. Um, and also, speaking of respect, we would respect you so much more if you would subscribe to the podcast. Please do. Uh, leave a five-star review. Write something nice in Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's talk about it. Divorce. Let's talk about it. Uh, it is an ugly, ugly thing, no matter how you look at it's it. It's an ugly thing. It's a hard thing. Yeah. I don't think anybody gets married planning on getting divorced. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I could, I would imagine. Yeah. I would, I, mean, I would, I would, unless, I would unless it's like, like based off of monetary reasons, like, but even then we have prenups now. So it's okay. literally just like, just like you understand. Okay. Like when I got, when I got married, I had no money to my name. Right. So there was obviously no prenup. So you knew she was there with was, you for life. <laughs> I was literally like, I told my wife, I said, hey, I'm not skilled to make money whatsoever. Okay. I'm gonna, I have gotten a degree to be a pastor. Pastors don't make any money. Yeah. So if anything, you need a prenup for yourself because yep. you're a writer. So I don't know. Like my thing is, is uh, I obviously we want to be, we want to be serious about what's going on. Somewhat. Yeah. But say all that to say, like. You know, unless you're unless you're getting married for money reasons, you're you're not getting married to get divorced. True. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. and there's definitely. Ooh, oh, you tired, there's, Bubba? I'm sorry. There's yeah. definitely. Don't call me Bubba. I don't sorry. like it when you call me Bubba. <laughs> so, so it feels very degrading. It feels like you're. I'm a four year old and you're coaching my t-ball team. Sorry, Chief. Okay, that's better. <laughs> I like that. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, so the Bible does have some things to say about divorce. Mm-hmm. Jesus mm-hmm. had things to say about divorce. There's yep. divorce. There's divorce is spoken about old Testament and yeah. new Testament. So it's obviously a thing that has been addressed. And I, I guess we just jump off here in Matthew yep. chapter five. Um, but I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except on the grounds of sexual immorality makes her commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Ooh. That's a tough one. Brutal. People have been struggling with that one yep. a time or two over yep. over the years. So where do we where do we start with there? I mean, it gosh. says everybody who divorces his wife, except on the grounds of sexual immorality, but makes her commit adultery. Yeah. So I think like I think well, what I should preface this with all of this is we decided to start 
normally before we before we do these episodes, we always have a little bit of a discussion okay. before we start. And like we kind of came to different grounds. No. And so, well, not that different. But I no, not that not that different. But I do yeah. want to like preface it with like we're kind of working things out in in real time right real now. Real time right now. And so it's gonna be different than some of the other podcasts that we have. Um, so like when we talk about okay, uh, what are the grounds for divorce? I read this in a certain literal aspect where okay. it's like, okay, if it's for sexual immorality, then okay, that's the reason that Jesus gave. Mm-hmm. And that's like nowhere else mm-hmm. does Jesus say, this is another reason sure. why you should get divorced, you know? Okay. And so it's like, to me, if, and this is the other thing that, I, that I'm thinking about is Jesus lived in a very, different time sure. than where we live in the United States right now. Okay. And so he would have also understood there are times where guys are beating their wives. Uh-huh. They're being verbally abusive to their wives. Okay. So he decides in this moment to put down sexual immorality as the only reason as the reason for getting divorced as the only acceptable reason for divorce and now you're this saying is where we differ you're saying that yeah. if a woman is being physically or mentally or verbally abused constantly by her husband that's not grounds for divorce i don't think that there is grounds to say oh just stay with him and put up for it like put up with it in no way am I saying that okay what are you saying what I am saying is like I think that there is especially in today's culture with the kind of things that we like the the opportunities and the the support systems that we have Mm -hmm. especially for women I mean I like my mom and dad worked in the foster care system for a very long time okay and there are so many ministries out there that are like you're being beaten by your husband. We will take you in and provide everything for you so okay. that you can get away with, get away from him. But we will also provide the resources that he needs to get help. Like, and that's great. Yeah, that's great. And I, I, I do agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think that, okay, if, if a man, we, we kind of moved really quickly into this mm-hmm. idea of like abuse and, and because there are, those are things that like, I think people would bring up as yeah. a complaint. Well, what about abuse? Right. Yeah. Um, if a man is abusing a woman, yeah. if a husband is abusing his wife, there's something off in that man. Exactly. There's something yep. untrained. There's something unchanneled. There's yeah. something not understood about who he is or mm-hmm. what's going on. I would say Similarly, um, if a man is a, if a husband is addicted to pornography, the Bible doesn't make a distinction, right? Like he is technically committing adultery. He's cheating on his wife with other women, right? Whether they're virtual or real, Bible's not making a distinction there, Mm -hmm. but he has a sickness Mm -hmm. and, and I think you were saying like before the podcast, even though he's doing that, whether it be physical or virtual, Jesus has said, um, except on the grounds of sexual immorality, but there's, there's this implied heart of Jesus. Like, but Moses only gave you divorce, like certificates of divorce because of your hard hearts. Mm -hmm. He only did that. Right. It's true. Like that's not God's plan for man and woman. What is the plan is healing reconciliation and the two to be one. Yeah. Okay. But my question to play devil's advocate is what if one of those two never wants to become one? What if the man says, this is who I am. Like I beat my wife. Yeah. She deserves it. You can't change my mind. 
Oof. Right. Yeah. Here's 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 my thought. Let me throw it at you, and and, um, and here's what I think. Yeah. First Corinthians seven is a scripture I think would kind of come in and bring a little clarity to this mm-hmm. idea. But if an unbelieving partner, right, there's this idea of an unbelieving partner. Okay. Mm-hmm. Separates. Let it be so. Mm-hmm. I think we read that and we say separates like, oh, like legal separation, like he goes yeah. ahead and leaves, right? Yeah. Or he, he he abandons. But are you not leaving the covenant mandate of marriage mm. by going against the call? Uh, in Ephesians, it says a man is supposed to love his wife like Christ loves the church. Can you truly, did, did Christ love the church so much that he beat her? Mm. You're not living up to that standard that he's set. Has he not then through the fruit of his actions said, I'm not a believer or I'm not honoring this marriage. I've walked away from this marriage because marriage is not the act of two people cohabitating and have, and just having kids and paying taxes together. Marriage is the act of the two becoming one and honoring God through their relationship. Yeah. If a husband says, I don't want to honor God with my relationship. Has he not technically walked away from the relationship? Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, I understand the point that you're making, which okay. is, like, you know, like, you can walk away, but I feel like, I mean, it, when Jesus was laying these groundworks out, it wasn't it wasn't any different from, now, I mean, this is, it. like, once again, like, we're, we're working this out in real, we're working real it time, out. and so, to me, it's just, like, it's hard because... I think that as a community, when we, when we as Christians, like when we look back at the Old Testament, I mean, even not that far, like long ago, when we compare the Old Testament to the New Testament, like okay. what, what Jesus is talking about, like even back in that culture, even in the, the 1940s, like when you, like there was a community aspect of it. Sure. Where it's like, if like back in Jesus' culture, like if you were to like, let's say you're beating your wife and you're you're found out or whatever okay like or you get divorced like you can be excommunicated from a like from a society or from a oh yeah from a community and you don't have any foot to stand on it's not like you can you know then go out and be like oh i'm gonna go get a different job or go to a different community sure it's like it's very much community aspect and so i feel like nowadays we don't have an understanding of what it what it is to live in a community um, because I mean like even like where we are right now like if let's say I lose my job well the government's going to protect me they're going to give me a like a paycheck you know if or like I'll I'll just go to a different city and find a job there okay you know and so it's like what does it mean to live in a community well I feel like if you're Christians Uh and you have a Christian brother that says like or a Christian woman that says like my husband is beating me Uh like at you know at, at home I feel like as Christians, we should all get together and go confront that man. And well, say, I mean, that's what it says in, in the Gospel of Matthew, right? Like exactly. There's, there's a protocol and procedures for if a brother is walking in sin. Yeah. Uh, you're first supposed to identify that sin and go up to him by yourself. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't respond, repent or relent from that, you go back with a group. If he still mm-hmm. doesn't respond or repent, you go back with members of the church. Yeah. The church is supposed to confront him. And if he still says, sorry, I'm still going to slug my wife in the face, yeah. you're supposed to cast him out. But now we're getting into hard territory, right? Because... A wife is supposed to honor her husband, yeah. But if he's cast out from the church, she has to go with him. So he's beating her. He's beating his wife, but now she's being punished. She's being drawn away from the community, which would or should be there to support her. Yeah. 
So that's my thing. A, a man who's walking, and and again, this could go in lots of different directions, yeah. right? Like a woman could be mentally abusing or emotionally abusing her husband. There's all yeah. sorts of domestic disputes yeah. and things that can happen when a a relationship between a, a married couple goes wrong, goes yeah. south, right? Yeah. There's perversion in that marriage, not sexual perversion, mm-hmm. but it's twisted, right? Yeah. Like, and, and things go upside down or wrong. But I feel like this idea of um, a, a Christian not acting like a Christian, mm-hmm. right? Not displaying the fruit like that they're supposed to in their life. Like, you, I'm pretty sure there's a, a good biblical mandate that says, like, if you've married an unbeliever, mm-hmm. like, that's that's a hard thing. If, if you're not on the same path of walking in the righteousness of Christ, if you've married an unbeliever and they say, I want to do drugs in the house with the kids, you go, I can't let you do that. Yeah. I have to raise my kids in righteousness. Yeah. There's a good argument to be made there. I have to protect the children because I'm walking in the mandate of God. Yeah. Which like, I I mean, I get that. And so that's where I'm, gosh, I feel like I always feel like a misogynist when I talk about this because I don't, don't do that. We're working things out. Obviously like to me, and this is my, my heart, which is always like, man, if I ever hear about that, the first initial reaction is, oh, I'm going to go find that guy and kick him in the teeth. Right. Like, I'm going to make sure that he never does that again. Sure. Because he'll be a vegetable, you yeah. know? And so it's like, it's it's never like, oh, like, like you just have to put up with it as a, as a woman. Like, no. Like, yeah. if like I would be the first person to wage war against that person. And we don't right? want to twist the scriptures, right? Exactly. We're trying to figure yeah. it out. And so, but like, like, for instance, here would be a twisted scripture yeah. from what you just said. Uh, for a married woman is bound to her husband while he lives, but if her husband dies... <laughs> she's released. I think the mm. Bible said, push him down the stairs. No, hey. that's not what it said. Yeah. I was just or kidding. I if, was just telling you. If Nolan comes into the house and just tends to wring his neck, yeah. then you're released. You're free. You know, which would be very oh, possible. Free. Yeah. <laughs> which would be very, very possible in that situation. But like, to me, my, my thing is, is like, I have, and this is the thing that I think is important is, in, in the portion of, uh, would you say Corinthians that yep. you were talking about? Yep, yep, yep. It's not talking about believers, like believers and believers. It's talking about if a non-believer mm-hmm. wants to leave you, right. let him leave. Right. And so, like, you got to think about, too, how is a non-believer going to act? Uh-huh. Well, a non-believer will maybe verbally degrade you, sure. abuse you, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. But how should you act as a Christian? Should you continue to fight for them? Well, that's where it's hard, right? For me, it's actually not hard for me. Really? Yeah. It would be very, very hard for me as a pastor to sit a couple down in counseling and go, tell me what's going on. And he goes, I beat my wife. I spit on her. I hate her. I verbally abuse her. But I'm a Christian man. I'm going to go. No, you're not. I'm going to go. I know it's hard. It's a hard. I'm drawing a hard line right now. Mm -hmm. But that's hard and fast. No, you are not. But once again, what if you what if you sit across from a woman mm-hmm. and she says, I love the Lord. I want to work through this with my husband. Mm-hmm. And the husband says, I don't believe in God. I don't care about Christ. I don't believe in any of this crap. Mm-hmm. And then as you're discipling them and counseling them, she says, yeah, you know, sometimes he, you know, calls me trash. Sometimes, yeah, he hits me. Sometimes, yeah, like I get that. Yeah, you know, I understand the, sure. 
But it's like in this passage that we're talking about, like we literally, we have to take it literally for what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's saying, if you have an unbeliever that wants to leave you, let him go. And my argument is you don't leave people geographically. You can leave them emotionally. You can leave them relationally. You can leave them like in, like to get like all together in the relationship. Okay. You can say, I don't want to love you, cherish you, walk mm. with you. I've left you. Yeah. But we cohabitate. Yeah. And I want sex from you. Yeah. That's you've left. And I'm and and maybe I'm stretching it too far. But I believe if you say, I don't want to walk as a man who loves and, mm. and here's the thing. If you're an unbelieving couple, yeah. Like if you're a man and a woman who are married and neither one of you know Christ, mm-hmm. and you're going, I don't want to cherish you, love you, yada, yeah. yada, yada. I'm going, what? Like, what are you bringing to that marriage and that relationship? Yeah. How are you? And again, this is where I'm like flipping worlds, right? Mm-hmm. Like the biblical mandate is for him to love her like Christ loved the church. Yeah. Like you can't say you're a Christian and do that. Now, here's my thing. If you're like, I got super ticked off one night, I mm-hmm. lost self-control and I hit her and I repent and a brother came up and called me out on my sin yeah. and I need help. Yeah, I go, that's a Christian man who made a horrible mistake. Mm-hmm. He's not trying to leave her emotionally. He's trying. He's not trying to exit out of the two becoming one. Yeah. He's trying to repent and reconcile and make peace. Yeah. I see that as a Christian man. But if you're like, I have no regard for this. Yeah. I have no regard for this. I don't care. I have a lot of trouble with that. Yeah. Um, and here, here's here's one of the back to the one we quoted earlier. Yeah. This is Jesus talking to Matthew 19. He says, um, because of your hardness of heart, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives, but from the beginning, it was not so. Yeah. But what was also not so from the beginning? It also, from the beginning, mm-hmm. what was so was for the two to become mm-hmm. one, was for them to walk hand in hand with the yeah. Lord in the garden. I think it would be very, very hard for Adam and Eve to walk hand in hand with the Lord and then him reach over and cold cock her in the face. Yeah. He's walking with the Lord. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just... It has to be the divorce is there because they're yeah. not walking like it was so in yeah. like during the time of creation. Yeah. So our marriages are supposed to emulate creation. Mm-hmm. Um, our marriages are supposed to be a representation of Christ, and yeah. therefore, it's supposed to be Lord. We desire, you know, Lord. We desire little pockets of heaven everywhere we go. We want yeah. to bring that with us. Mm-hmm. How, how are you doing that in a yeah. relationship that's so dysfunctional? Yeah, I guess like that, that is a really good point, which I haven't thought about. Well, I mean, gosh, I mean, I feel like divorce is such a messy subject. It really is. And I think like if we can also be very honest, mm-hmm. most Christian divorces don't end because, oh, he's beating me or, oh, he's physically cheating Super on me. Super true. It's literally just... I don't like, I, I, fall I, I don't want to work. I don't want to work on this relationship. Right. And, and it's not to discredit the, the relationships that do. Right. I feel like that is the hardest gray area. And the sure. thing that like literally makes me rack my brain and say, I don't know what the answer is to this. Like there's not, that's the thing that's really hard because there's certain answers in the Bible mm. that you can look and look and look and look and look and you're going to come to the same conclusion, which is, I don't know. Right. I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. I don't know if I'm doing the wrong thing. I have to just go based off of what I'm feeling and the the counsel that I've had, which I think 
which we don't need to go too far into, but like there are certain situations that we've talked about, Mm -hmm. which are like, you know what? These are so gray and we've taken counsel from so many people. Yeah. We just have to make a decision. And at the end of the day, like, I don't think like God's not going to get you to the, to, to the gates of heaven and say, well, you divorced your husband. So therefore sure. you're no longer welcome. It's right. like, you know, is it may, will it maybe counted to you as a sin? Maybe, I, but I like it's such a saying. weird gray area that it's like, this is not a salvation issue. Exactly. It's not a salvation issue. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's the, the, the part that we need to really stress right now mm-hmm. is is this one of those gray areas? Maybe some people would argue no. Maybe some people would argue yes. But we definitely know that it's not a salvation issue. Yeah. So if you have gone through a divorce, are going through a divorce, this is not keeping you from receiving the grace of God. Very much like, so. Right. So let, let's just make that really, yeah. really clear. But I do think you hit on something that's really interesting is the majority, like, unfortunately, the divorce rate. You hear that stat all the time. The divorce rate in the church is better than outside the church. It's actually very, very similar, unfortunately. Yeah. And I'm take it from me. I've done pl- like plenty of divorce yeah. counselings or people on their way out the door yeah. of their relationship. Um, the majority of them are not because he hit her or yeah. because she's a meth addict in front of the kids. It's because they just decided they fell out of love. Yeah. They stopped working on it. They don't want to do the hard work. And I think that goes back to what Jesus is saying there in Matthew 19. It's hardness of heart. Yeah. Right. Who else hardened their heart? Mm-hmm. Pharaoh did in Exodus 20. Yeah. He hardened his heart and he yeah. basically said, I don't want you to be God. I want to be yeah. God. And when we think about Jesus kind of diming people out there, he's going, it's because you want to be God. Mm-hmm. It's because you won't let me be the God of the relationship. Yeah. You want to be the God of the relationship. Yeah. And that's actually the majority of people who get divorced is yeah. I don't want to surrender. Mm-hmm. I don't want to work with you. I don't want to work at it. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way you breathe at night. You snore. <laughs> you don't make as much money yeah. as I thought you would. Yeah. You know, we don't have this interest in the same things. We've changed and evolved as people. The mm-hmm. only thing that's keeping together us together is the kids. Yeah. And they're horrible, sad situations. They're sad, yes, because they have ramifications to children's and children and neighborhoods and families. Mm-hmm. But they're more sad, in my opinion, because it's it's based off of pride and hardness yeah. of heart and not wanting anybody else to be God. Yeah. in your marriage. Yeah, besides you, which and that's that's where it's like it's easy to distinguish where it says like you know um, you know be like basically serve one another and sure. it's not like and i think a lot of people hear like hus like um you know wives serve your husbands uh-huh. and they go like oh how like how dare you talk sure. about wives in a in a servant attitude but what i love about what you said is like it, it like the verse right before that says husbands you need to love your wife like christ loved the church right would christ ever beat the church hmm. no would christ ever like try to diminish or devalue what the church's is role is right no like so it's like like we know christ died for the church literally gave up his flesh and blood for the church so if you're not doing that for your wife hey guess what moron you're doing it wrong right you're being a bad husband also on the flip side 
I feel like we've given the husbands like a real hard time. But yeah. it's because we're men and we tend to be oh, harder on men. We know that our wicked hearts, right? Right. I yeah. know my own wicked heart and I cringe maybe to go, oh, ladies. But like the truth is like we each have our own battles, mm-hmm. right? The, the, the call for a wife to serve or yeah. to submit that horrible yucky yeah. taboo submit, word that people think, yeah. oh my gosh, don't tell me to submit. It's like, uh, I get it. You're submitting to a knucklehead. We're knuckleheads. and But that knucklehead is a very hard mandate of surrendering and submitting to the Lord. I've yeah. never met a wife who has disliked or hated or resented her husband when he's 100% fully trying to surrender to the Lord. Yeah. She may struggle with some of the decisions that he has to make and he feels like are necessary for the benefit of loving his family. Yeah. But I've never heard them say, I hate that about him. Yeah. I hear godly women say, you know what? He had to make a tough call and I really respect him for that. And I want to, I want to support him yeah. in it. And I also hear husbands not leading from a place of, cause here's, here's bad leadership. Shut up, sit down and Yo, let me tell you what's yeah. going to happen. It doesn't matter whether you're working in a corporate kind of situation, yeah. job, ministry, friendships, whatever. Shut up, yeah. sit down and listen to me. Lead oh, yep. is a bad form of leadership. Yeah. But instead coming and saying, hey, I'm the leader here. I want to make a plan. Mm-hmm. You guys are smart. Let's all make a plan yeah. together. For us to come and say that to our wives, I trust you. I respect you. Mm-hmm. You have great insights and discernment. What do you think, babe? Yeah. She goes, oh man, you value me and love me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Here's what I think. Let's make this plan. Yeah. Let's do That's a man leading. Mm-hmm. It's not him going, sit in the back seat and shut your mm-hmm. mouth. Submit, woman. The problem is, is like a lot of a lot of fallen nature of man. Of course. Is that, right? And so like, I know, I mean, even myself as a Christian man, I will oftentimes hear my wife suggest something and immediately dismiss it. Right. And the, the, the battle that I have to fight is... And which I'm feeling uh, as I'm getting older, I'm starting to realize like my wife is probably smarter than I am. And so, (laughs) so like the benefit is saying like, oh, you know what? I have, I realize that. But once again, not to, I'm not trying to brag on myself at all, but this is me living in a relationship with Christ. The two examples that I want to bring up, which I think are hard, which I think are perfect examples for, for bringing this topic of marriage up is, okay. I have a, pair of friends that got married when they were i would say like not necessarily very devoted christians okay um the husband wasn't a christian really at at all okay and the wife was a christian but not not necessarily like extremely devoted Hmm. as their lives progressed and i mean over years and years and years past she became very sold out for christ okay he did not hmm her charge is I need to continue to love and submit to my husband because he has not done what we have talked about. Sure. He has not beat me. I mean, he is very loving, affectionate. Sure. He, I mean, he is the, in the world's terms, a great husband. Sure. Doesn't love Christ. Okay. Doesn't want to leave her. Yeah. The hardest thing for her is I know that our relationship is unequally yoked. And her children are a, hey, one has followed Christ, Mm -hmm. one has not followed Christ. And she knows if I die and we die together, he is not going to heaven. I am going to heaven. Sure. 
in the same vein, we've had other couples that we we both know, right. which is like, you know what? I have I I like the woman has come to know Christ, uh-huh. know who he is, and she has basically said like our marriage is failing. I uh-huh. now see that because I am a Christian, I see what a healthy marriage looks like. Yep. You can either follow me or not follow me, and the husband says, "You're smart." I recognize the wisdom in you and I want to follow after you. And I'd like I commend one, but the other one, it's a very hard aspect. It's like, it's tough. It would be easy for the Christian wife of the non-Christian husband to say, you know what? Like you don't want to worship the God that I worship. You don't like, you're just doing this out of repetition. Like, sure. like you're not fulfilling me spiritually in any way. Like what a hard thing to like, what a hard and that's Reality why this is a hard, it's a hard topic, yeah. right? And and there's, and here's the hard part, like the even hardest part about this is this conversation we are attempting to have in a 35-minute format. Oh, yeah. There are so many nuances and intricacies, and that's why I think that, number one, um, I have done plenty of weddings. Mm-hmm. Um, I did your wedding. Yeah. And I would ne- I have never done a wedding and I don't think I ever will unless I do premarital counseling for the couple. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and I was discipled and trained. You do premarital counseling for a couple so that you can either recommend them to be mm-hmm. married or not be married. Yeah. That's your role as a shepherd. Yeah. Thankfully, I've never had to. Yeah. But I know going into it, I always have to be ready at the end to go. I do not recommend. Actually, I take that back. I did say that to a couple one time. Yeah. I, I, good for you. I have one time said, I do not recommend you to mm-hmm. for marriage. Yeah. And they didn't get married. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they're probably better off and happy for probably, it right now. Yeah. But I, the reason I do premarital marital counseling is because you need to have the tools sewn into you mm. and the, and the skills to make sure that you're successful in the next 35, 45, 55 years of your life should the Lord tarry. Yeah. Likewise, if somebody's saying, I think I want a divorce, I'm not going to go, yeah, let's do it. Let's get that done for you. Yeah. I'm going to go, we need to take some time. There's a lot of nuances here. Yeah. You got to make sure that you're covering them all. Like, what's the problem here? Let's talk about communication. What's going on with him? What's going on with her? How can we reconcile? Mm -hmm. Before we make any sort of rash decision, the Bible clearly says, what God has created, let no man separate. Mm -hmm. Are you about to do that for a bad reason? Mm -hmm. Or are you going to do it for a reason that's lawful and biblical um, and is for the safety of everybody? Yeah. Like, so there's a lot of nuances, all that to be said. And I think all of them have to be covered with patience yeah. and grace mm-hmm. and a lot of prayer and wisdom yeah. um, before any sort of final decision is made. Which I think like that, that brings a very good point, which is like most people who are married, which I would say like are very strong Christians, okay. right? Like let's say even in the worst of circumstances, you're in a domestic abuse situation, okay? right? Like the first sign of that should be brought up to the, the church. Sure. Because as a community, like that's where it's going to be stopped right away. Just like if you are a, like if you're a Christian man and you start thinking about like, you know what? like nobody's home, I can watch porn, you know, or blah, 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 like whatever, whatever excuse to sin is like you bring it up to the people that you love most and you say, I'm struggling with this. Like 
if you don't bring that out to the light, then six months down the line, your relationship is now in this weird debacle where it's like, well, yeah, he beats me, but like, I know I'm not called to like do whatever, like divorce him or like whatever thoughts you're going to have in your mind. Sure. Once again, super gray area, but it's like, that should be brought up right away. Yeah. And so that's, that's to me where it's like, that's where community is huge because, okay, I'm as a Christian, I'm getting married. I'm, you know, getting in like, there's a big thing between like, okay, yeah. Like what if you get married? Like what if you get married and then you become a Christian? It's like, well, there's a different discussion to be had there. Right. There is, yeah. But like for argument, argument purposes, like let's say you're a Christian, you get married all of a sudden, like, at, like, you know, six years into marriage, like you guys start like letting it all go and you're mm-hmm. just yelling at each other, giving names, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think it's our human nature to say we don't want people to know that we're struggling in our marriage. Of course. So we're going to try to hide it and we're going to try to work it out by ourselves. Yeah. Instead of finding another Christian couple or another godly like Christian marriage and saying, hey, this is what we're going through. We really need your help. Yeah. You know, but it's like when we try to hide it, just like any other sin, mm-hmm. when we try to hide it. And and yeah. not let anybody else know because we don't want them to think that our perfect marriage has failed. Mm-hmm. That's when we get like six another six years down the line, and all of a sudden we're like, I'm getting divorced because he's verbally abusive. He doesn't take care of the kids. Blah, and that's blah, blah. the thing is like like we said earlier, most divorces aren't hap- most aren't happening because yeah. of physical abuse or yeah. something like that. But what happens with most marriages that start to lead down the road of divorce is erosion. It's just little bits of erosion here or there for years and years and years. You know, each person in the relationship hasn't done this, have been snippy like this, and Mm -hmm. just eroded away at the healthy fabric of the relationship. Mm -hmm. And this is why, like, marriages are supposed to be daily work. Think of the, there's a, a popular topic nowadays, which is, and I'm glad it's a popular topic, it should be, which is mental health. Yeah, Mental health is something that should be addressed daily. We should be healthy people. Yeah, If it goes ignored, mm-hmm. if you're dealing with depression or suicidal thoughts or bitterness or resentment, and it just starts kind of clouding mm-hmm. and eroding away at this healthy structure that should be you, you don't talk to anybody for years, yeah. five years, six years, seven years. It gets real bad. Yeah. But if it happened quickly, I'm happy that, that I have more friends that are lately saying, yep. I'm feeling a little bit wonky right now. I'm going to go see somebody. Mm-hmm. I want to talk it out. Yeah. They're, they're saying, I want to talk about it with my friends. I'm going to go see like a professional. Mm-hmm. That is that is an indicator that that person says, I want to be healthy. Yeah. And I don't want to let it get out of control too fast. Yeah, It's really easy It's the same to let things get out of control. It's the same thing with a marriage. Yeah. We're working on it, working on it, working on it. And we say, you know what? We need to work harder yeah. or we need help. We need to look out and ask questions or ask for help for people. So I just think, you know, divorce is not always um, some overnight problem that just like came out of nowhere. It's usually a long, consistent erosion that leads to where you are. And if that's the case, like, again, back to the nuance thing, but it is sad and it needs to be handled with patience and grace and a lot of consideration. Mm -hmm. Um, That's that's what I would say. Which I think I mean, like landing the plane is like, yep. You know, I think when you, 
I think some great advice that I had was, hey, get marriage counseling when you're doing really good in your marriage. Oh, yeah. Because you're going to start going through a really bad time and you're going to be able to rely on the counseling that you had. I think like you should get marriage counseling before you get married. And this is to even non-Christian couples. I don't know how many non-Christian couples that I've talked to mm-hmm. and marriage counseling is not even on their mind. They're just like, like why would I do that? Yeah. And because they're thinking nothing's wrong. Like, I've lived with them. I've done this. Like, like we've like lived with, like slept with each other, like for the last three years. Sure. We've pretty much been a married couple. And it's like, you don't understand. It's something I really think it's something spiritual. Like I think we so too. Too deep into that. Oh, but man. it's something spiritual where I it's just like, could. as soon as you get married, your body, like your mind, spiritual, like, like connection, just yep. all of a sudden changes. Yep. And then there's a lot of other unmet expectations. Sure. So like, if you're just, if you're constantly in counseling, marriage counseling, then when you do come up with stuff, you're like, oh, this is just a lack of communication. This is a me submitting to you mm-hmm. or you submitting to me, like both roles, like guys yep. and girls, like you should submit and serve one another. Yep. You know? I mean, every time, so when I do a premarital counseling, mm-hmm. my wife, we always do it together for mm-hmm. the couple. That is always uh, such a healthy time for my wife and I, because one of the greatest ways to learn is to teach. Mm-hmm. And so we have to prep and pray yeah. and get ready and sit a couple down and say, here's how I have to communicate. Mm-hmm. We we usually get in tons of great conversations around those before and after those sessions mm-hmm. and throughout the weeks where we're like, oh my gosh, how can we tell them to do that when yeah. I'm not doing that? I really got, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. It just stirs up such great yeah. things. And so, you know, maybe, maybe you don't even necessarily need counseling as much as you need to actively like pursue and engage with your spouse yeah. about the health of your marriage. Love that. I want us to be healthy because and we all just assume, like you said, it's going to happen organically. Mm-hmm. Ah, we're here. Everything's It's all on autopilot. Yeah. Autopilot's dangerous. Yeah. It can break down really especially quickly. Especially marriages. Especially yeah. marriages. And all of a sudden, you're way out in the middle of the ocean, mm-hmm. and you got nowhere to land. So everyone's yeah. just ditching the plane. So I, I, I just... I would really encourage those of you out there who are married to be contending for your marriage, to be fighting for your marriage and to be making active kind of investments into it every mm-hmm. day. And those of you that are thinking about divorce or have gone through a divorce, man, I would say, um, I, I would just say those of you that are thinking about it, be really patient. Mm-hmm. And those of you that have gone through, just really embrace the fact this is not a salvation issue. It is a grace issue. Yeah. And it's available to you. Yep. Very much so. I love that. That's all I would say. Yep. Well, with that being said, uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Maybe you agree. Maybe you disagree. Maybe you're really far to one side, black or white, or maybe you're in the gray area. Let us know. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Biblical Lenses, or you can find us on our website, uh, which is newly launched at biblicallenses.com. Check out show notes, more episodes. We try to release a fresh podcast every week. We'd appreciate it if you subscribe to the podcast or whatever podcast player you listen to things to, but then also leave us a little five-star review and a comment in Apple Podcasts. We will see you next time.